Today's episode is sponsored by um, Felicity Huffman. Julie, did you see Felicity Huffman did an interview today? Yeah. With the one and only Mark Brown, by the way, of Eyewitness News in Los of course Angeles, he California. Is. Yes. Do you not know who Mark Brown is? Of course no. you don't. No. Mark Brown is a staple on Channel 7 here in Los Angeles. K-A-B-C. Okay. Eyewitness News. She could have gone to anybody. Anybody would have loved to do the interview, but I love that she went with Mark Brown. I think it's um I don't know if it's funny, but um, you know, anytime the local news people can get a win, I'm into it. One thousand percent. Good for, yeah. good for Mark Brown. I also specifically love the fact that you know who Mark Brown is, and there is so much stuff you don't know. There's yeah. so many pop culture or movie references that you could not be bothered with but mark brown you know all about that guy i love well, that i mean mark brown helped raise me did mark he brown, yeah so did hal fishman may he rest in peace okay um, hal fishman was on ktla now that man put me to bed every night interesting uh, why were you watching the news at night <laughs> why not why okay why were you okay. not i i i why would i <laughs> <laughs> no i love that i love every single quirk of yours it's not a quirk it's a little bit of a quirk well okay well let's clarify how old were you when this was happening i mean all through uh, grade school bestie grade school why were you watching the night news in great school. Well, because yeah. I wanted to know what was happening in Southern oh California. My goodness. Oh my God. I fall in love with the per, per, uh, uh, piece of you every single time we record <laughs> this podcast. How would you find out what the weather was going to be like the next day? I don't know. I went outside. I don't know. I, I mean, I just didn't think about stuff like that. Mm. Well, I can't. Well, let's re. re mm. Let's rewind. I don't. I don't recall ever thinking about. I'm sure I did. Uh huh. You know, in uh, no, was it high school? No, maybe high school. I would watch like Good Day LA in the mornings, like getting ready mm, I mean, on Foxes. Now, would you uh, watch? Would you watch before, um, uh, Julian, Dorothy, and Steve? Or no, I watched act- Julian, Dorothy, uh, and Steve. Yeah, they didn't I would do watch real them. news. No, of course not. <laughs> Of course not. That's why I watched them because they were no, funny. I, I, yeah, I also watched. Uh, I also watched Good Deal. I mean, yeah. the three of them were famous, by the way. Like, 100%. yeah, it's yeah. I, it's I just vi- grade school. That's just very funny to me. I mean, but I love that. Well, because I mean, after grade school, I kind of stopped because then I moved into the dorms and I didn't have a TV in the room and like, it was harder to watch news. Okay, wait, when you say grade school. Yeah. What do you mean? What grades exactly? I mean, I don't know if I was watching it. I mean, I I can't remember fifth grade down, but definitely middle school up. Okay, because when I think grade school, I think fifth grade down. Well, when I say grades, I mean, grade school is like K through 12 because they're oh, all. I, see. I don't think about it like that. There's like oh, grade school and then there's middle school and then there's high school. I mean, I can. I I mean, I was definitely watching the news probably yeah, in like fifth grade, probably. Or was I watching it as much as I did when I was in high school? No. Right. But, Interesting. 
my father on the night of 9-11 my father came into my room and told me to shut that tv off (laughs) and i didn't oh wow i was glued to the tv interesting yeah 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 Yeah. i mean like interesting like i mean at at seventh grade i probably shouldn't have but um but you know i wanted to be a journalist julie I wanted to be totally. fishman. And so welcome to Yumi and Cheese, your number one source for Cheese on the internet. It's Adrian and Julie here. Hello, Julie. Hello, Adrian. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Felicity Huffman, what did she say? It's her first interview, first time she's speaking out since um since she the FBI arrested her. She went to jail. Yeah. Um and so she there's a couple things that she said uh they yeah. came she said when the fbi showed up at her house they raided her house quote they came into my home they woke my daughters up at gunpoint again nothing new to the black and brown community then they put my hands behind that my quote back kills me and handcuffed me and asked if i could get dressed I thought it was a hoax. I literally turned to one of the fbi people in a flak jacket and a gun and I went is this a joke? Um, she also said it was sort of like my daughter's future, which meant I had a. Well, okay, this quote is misleading. Felicity Huffman reflects on the college admission scandal. She says it was sort of like my daughter's future, which meant I had to break the law. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I felt like I would be a bad mother if I didn't do it, so I did it. I mean. I don't know. I think we well obviously we've talked about this when this first happened, but um I don't know. Do you blame a mother for trying to do, you know, this for her child because she th- she didn't think her child would be able to get into a good school. She also was talking about how this man who was running the scandal convinced her that her daughter would not get into a school. Um it's wild. Um, well, first of all, on behalf of the Brown community, uh, why are we in it? <laughs> why are you involving us? You, you keep us out of your mouth. Um, that also felt like, um, catering to a certain audience and I found it unnecessary. And honestly, after I read that first quote from that interview and I read, uh, something that the black and brown community deal with all the time, I was like, oh, bitch, I don't believe anything that comes after that. Because now you're completely catering your answers for like people to feel sorry for you. But I'm understanding and I know I'm coming from a place of privilege because look at what, you know, happens with the black and brown community. She said a lot with that little add on in the middle of her sentence. I feel like. Do you blame a mom way, for do- It's 11 11, make a wish. <laughs> Making a wish. Okay. Did it. Okay. I made Did a wish it. too wonderful don't say it i I can't i know i know but it was about you oh my god stop it yeah um felicity do i blame a mom for do for doing it Uh, yes i blame a mom that's a millionaire for doing it yes i do right because you already are in a position to give your daughter opportunities that so many other people will not get and if a man a stranger could convince you that your daughter was not going to get into a college then maybe maybe your daughter just wasn't gonna get into it. I mean, if that's something that was believable to you in that moment, 
we got to be looking at the daughter and seeing what the problem is there. Like, maybe she didn't deserve to go to college then if it was so easily believable. I don't know if I'm going to get let a stranger come to me and be like, it's not going to happen for your kid. You're rich. You're white. You're a celebrity. I mean, she, she has your name. I mean, what's happening? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I don't feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her getting raided. And I don't feel sorry that this has been horrible. I don't feel sorry for any. I don't feel sorry for her daughter. I don't feel sorry for any of it. I'm like, you know, rich people, they go and they do all these things all the time. And they use money to advance their lives constantly. And they never get caught. And then the one time they they get caught, we're supposed to feel sorry for them. I don't. I watched the interview. I didn't get the sense that she wanted anybody to feel sorry for her. She's an I, actress. Okay, no, listen, I get it. I get. I don't feel sorry for her. I also, I mean, she went to jail. She did her time. I, I, I don't. I, I, I. There is no part of my body that has any remorse for Felicity Huffman or her daughter or well, maybe her daughter because her mom fucked her up. But um, you know. Uh, I, I also just find it difficult to believe that this family in this world of privilege that probably uses their privilege and their money constantly to help their children would keep this information from their I don't think I think the the kids knew in all of the families I think the kids knew maybe yeah Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it yeah yeah um I um I don't care that she said that it happens to the black and brown community more so in the sense that like, because it does. And so I think that her speaking out is she's obviously doing this interview to like, you know, rehabilitate her career a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's like, there are a lot of ignorant people. So I, I don't mind anytime somebody can acknowledge the fact that these things do happen more so to black and brown people anytime is this interview for black and brown people probably not unless you are interested in felicity huffman but mm-hmm. um you know um i do think that there is not, you know nothing about this case or about this scandal is surprising mm-hmm. universities are riddled with unfair practices all the time Every mm-hmm. place that we work at is riddled with unfair practices all the time. So, um, you know, I hope the FBI is continuing to find more people that are cheating the system because it's happening everywhere. So more more kudos to them. Absolutely. Yeah. It sucks that they got caught. But, I mean, it's right. it's happening everywhere. It Did this constantly. man kill himself? The man, I, I can't remember if this man. No, no, no. Oh, I thought this man had killed himself before he no. like, went to trial. No, I don't, the I don't the ringleader so. of the scandal. Anyways, okay. Crazy. How are you, Julie? What's going on? Are you ready? I'm to good. Go? I'm. I can't believe it's happening next week. I'll be over there. Where did the how time long, go? How long is the flight? Do you know? Well, I have a layover on the way there. On the way back, it's going to be like fourteen hours or something. But on the way there, I have a layover in Boston for four hours, and then. And then another one. So I broke it up a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I get nervous about flying now that I'm older. Tell me about that. What do you mean? Like now that you're I, older, you I was never a nervous flyer. And now that I'm older, I don't know why I'm such a you know what it is? I'll tell you. Candace, 
Candace, if you're listening, this is your fault. One time, Candace and I were going to New York, and she said, did you know that more often than not, when planes crash, it's like a screw that was put wrong? Why is she Why is she telling you these things? We were on the plane when she said that. Oh. I mean, Julie, the chances of your plane crashing are... 1,000%, but now it's in my head. Very slim. 1,000%. But it's uh-huh. now in my head. And every time uh-huh. I get on a plane now, I think about that. Well, and it's ironic that you're going to go fly to see Candace. So Isn't I think, it? I I mean, why did she have to move? I agree. Hmm. I agree. Um, no, I'm very excited. But I do get nervous now flying. I mean, just on the takeoff, then I'm fine. Once we're in the air, mm-hmm. even with turbulence, I'm fine. Because um, I've never gotten it too bad. Do you remember the first time you were ever on a plane? No, but it's to Mexico. But I was young. I was mm. like a baby the first time I went to Mexico. Mm. The first time I was ever on a plane was I was 18. No, was I 21? Mm. <laughs> I was 21? I think I was 21. Yeah, I was 21. Where'd you go? <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> I love that. By yourself or friends or stuff? stuff? God, no. What would I go do there? Um... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, all of our Philadelphia listeners are (laughs) rioting. Please don't give us a one star. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I went for for a conference my senior year of college. Oh, wow. Yeah. I flew with um, my friend at the time. His name was Nathan. And then one of our college advisor things for this thing that we were doing. And uh, yeah, we landed in, well, we had a layover in Salt Lake City. And mm-hmm. then we went to, and then we flew into Philadelphia. We got there a day early before the conference. And so we took the Megabus to New York City. Um, I love that. For a couple hours. And I knew a friend of a friend in New York at the time. And she met up with us. And, and we walked from Times Square. We got dropped off in Tribeca because we didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we'll get off on the Megabus here. Uh, and then walked to Times Square and then walked from Times Square to Chinatown and then got the bus, um, the next bus back to Philadelphia because we had to go to an evening reception. And then that was and then, yeah, and then I was in Philadelphia for a couple of days and then I flew back and that was my first awesome. time. On yeah. How fun. That's such a fun trip, though. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It was good. It was I mean, okay. you got to go to New York. I did. Yeah, that was exciting. Well, that's cool. How have you been? How's life? How's work? (laughs) It's good. What are you laughing? No, no, it's good. Um, I'm I'm never asking you a question ever again. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, I don't even care now. So moving on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) um, Just kidding. Yeah, it's going well. You know, holiday season is busy at work. Uh, it's starting to get cold, which I hate. I hate. The oh, cold. I hate the I cold. Love the cold. I could not hate the cold more. Like the idea of having to put on layers to me is exhausting. Interesting. Uh, I love I, a layer. Oh, I just don't. I don't like because then I'm going to show up to a place and I'm going to be warm in that place. So then I have to carry my jacket around. There's nothing worse in 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 Southern California than going out. To a mm-hmm. bar where you may be dancing mm-hmm. in the winter because it's cold outside and then um, it's hot inside 
And then they mm-hmm. don't offer a coat check. So then I have to carry around my jacket because I'm not. Oh, yeah, be- that's really a California problem because other states definitely well, offer coat check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's why I said it's horrible to be that to do in Southern California. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, I, I do agree that that's annoying. And so I don't I don't like that. Um and yeah, and then you know, it's like you're raised and you've been brainwashed to think that if you are outside in the cold for too long, you're gonna get sick. Um, which again, I'm not a doctor, so maybe, maybe, but sure. my understanding is that you get colds and flu from other people spreading their germs on you, not necessarily from being cold outside for 20 minutes. Right. Um so. But I, I do also think it has something to do with like, I mean, I'm not a doctor either. Let right. the record show. Um, but like, you know, you go from hot to cold so sure. drastically constantly that you're like, your body's probably like, what the fuck is going on? Yesterday, it was so warm in the office to the point where I was like, it's almost like they want me to go home because it's so hot in here. Um, and then when I stepped out, it was freezing. And I was like, this isn't, this is like a shock to the system. What's happening? Right, right. right. My mom caught when I when I talked to my mom, she's like, it's going to be cold tomorrow. Make sure you wear your hat, your gloves, your jacket, your scarf. And I was like, ma'am, I don't own a scarf, a jacket glove, or I have a jacket, but like, I don't, I don't own, I don't own any of that. And also by the time I leave my house at 830, it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And I'm going yeah. from my door to the car in the garage it's i mean i don't i think my mom my mother thinks that i live in like the antarctica or something i'm not really sure i love Uh, that that's so funny that's uh, so funny i had to buy a bunch of all that like i didn't have a coat no scarves no gloves i had to buy all that to go to europe okay i i I lied i have i have scarves and i have gloves but the gloves i I stole from my friend josh which i should give back to him um he let me borrow them and then i just kept them interesting yeah i had to buy a bunch of stuff because i don't have warm clothes um well what what did you not have them ever or what did you do with no i mean i just like don't get that cold i never felt like oh my god it's so cold that i need to Uh, layer up here in california uh, i'm sure there has been a time but like i didn't have an updated coat i didn't have a scarf i mean i have uh, beanies because my mom crochets and she makes me some every year uh, but um but yeah that was kind of it but here we are ready. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. Interesting. I am very much looking forward to cold. It's cold. I'm a, it's cold. It's going to be cold. And where are you going? Ireland and London? Amsterdam and London. Am- oh, Amsterdam and London. Wait, you're meeting Candace in Amsterdam. Yeah. You're not going to Ireland at all this time. No, not this time. No. Wow. I know. I know. I I should have, but I didn't. Okay. okay. Um, but I now mean, we're we're doing Amsterdam, Brussels, and London. Wow. Yeah, very exciting stuff happening over here. Wow. And is she going to meet you at the airport or? Yeah, we're both flying in. Like I think our flights land maybe an hour or like forty five minutes apart. How exciting! So, I'm very excited. Candice <laughs> is Julie's yeah. best friend. And I would just yes. like to remind people, for those of you mm-hmm. who may be new, that Candace moved to Europe for the love of her life. And for herself. <laughs> well, I mean, but the love of her life is what, I mean, I'm sure she's He's Irish, yeah. Decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Irish and, and he 
lived over there and right. he said, well, um, no, hello, that's Ca- like, no, uh, no. Um, hello, Candice. Um, would you like to move to uh, Ireland? Okay, I want to <laughs> say that was closer to a British accent. Not an I don't Irish know one. how to. I don't know how to do an Irish accent. That no, was... I love that. Good for you. Yeah, that a for trying. What I mean, if I'm not, I I am not. You know, I'm a character actor, and so as a right. character actor, right. um, you take on, you know, different characters. And <laughs> today, I was an Irish. I was an Irish man. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Good for you. You did great. Thank you. Candice, um, I hope you're loving life in Ireland. Yes, she is. Okay. Will you do us a favor? No. Will you post photos on the Yumi and Chisme Instagram just to let us know? Hey, I'm in, you know, I'm in your. No. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't care then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I will. I will. I'll share all my travel It just adventures. has to be one. Just like, hey, this is Candice. Um, we've we're in Europe and we're about to see Hosier. Okay. Hosier. Hosier. I'm very excited for Hosier. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay, I will do that. Did you bring an extra pair of panties to throw on the stage? One thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> how big do you think his dick is? I would say at least <laughs> I would say at least eight inches. And probably at least thick. he's tall. He's like six yeah. six. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes that doesn't mean anything. Sometimes it does, though. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, do you know? Yes. Yeah, I dated a guy that was six six. Uh huh. It's the one and only penis I've ever had to walk away from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, "You're not going to do that to me. My uh-huh. body is a temple, uh-huh. and you will not defile that mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It can't take it." Mm-hmm. I am a warrior, but I know when to walk away. Mm-hmm. And so I had to walk away. And you guys think I'm kidding, but I definitely have had to walk away from a penis because it was too big. Wow. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's found someone that's a true warrior in the I'm, world because I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah. Though he said he's like, you're not the first uh-huh. to like say I can't do it. Uh-huh. Not for me. Did you yeah. let him try? Or yes, you... oh, uh, we gave okay. it. We gave it a, mm-hmm. a chance uh-huh. repeatedly. Uh-huh. I said, "I will not be unhinging my jaw for you." So uh-huh. I, I physically cannot do it. Uh-huh. And then we tried the other way, and I said, uh-huh. "That's just not. I don't think our bodies fit together." I'm uh-huh. so sorry. I just uh-huh. think we just don't mesh well. Uh-huh. Um. And so we had to go our separate ways. And that's okay. As we go on, we remember. I think vitamin C would feel a little offended for using her song during this particular conversation. Um, Is it graduation season yet? Because I love that song. (laughs) I don't think it's graduation season. (laughs) love that song whatever happened to vitamin c i hope she owns the rights to that song and i hope she's making money off that song same same because she disappeared yeah 
You know what we vitamin C, Stacy Orico, uh Fifi Dobson should do mm. like a boy genius type of uh Ooh. comeback. Wouldn't that be yeah. good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that actually a brilliant idea. Ladies, hit me up. One thousand percent. We can manage this. Uh it would be really good. That would be a blast. I'm so freaking smart. Yeah, you're smart. Cannot handle it. <laughs> Cannot handle it. <sighs> um okay, sounds good. Well, listen, um we got a bunch of notifications earlier this week, last week, I guess. Yeah, we um, did. People were telling us that we were their most listened to podcast. You guys. And I'm gonna assume that there's more of you out there, but maybe mm-hmm. you're just you're not you you know you're you're not the type that likes to share on social media. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. But I will. I'm gonna say this: if we were in your top five, drop us a review. If you have an iPhone but don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you're you can still uh, find us on Apple Podcasts and and leave us a review. So we would mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it. I don't think Spotify allows reviews, which is blasphemous if you ask me agreed agreed um but you know send us send us a little review it could be two two words really great yeah (laughs) whatever it would whatever it is um Mm -hmm. we would appreciate it so much but that was very nice how did that make you feel julie my head has never been bigger Mm -hmm. it's never been bigger i was walking around like i was beyonce oh wow i said no pictures uh-huh. I'm on people's top five, please. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, it felt great. It felt great, and it felt great that you guys feel like uh, joy to share that information with us and with your followers because you guys are posting it on your Instagram mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing us and uh, and sharing it with us. It was very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it was yeah. so sweet. Okay, I know. Uh, well, a lot of that was because of Spotify Wrapped, and Julie, you're a Spotify listener. Um, I am. I am a Spotify listener, so that Look means we found out how much we listen to music this year. Um, yeah, Julie, would you like to walk us through your PowerPoint presentation of your uh, Spotify Wrapped, please? I would love to do that. You know what's really funny about that joke is that I gave everyone at work a, a basically a PowerPoint presentation of my Spotify Wrapped. I gathered all the managers. Mm-hmm. And I said, look at my Spotify raft, everyone. And then um, I explained every decision and how each artist got there, how you each song got allow there. anybody to do any work in that place to you. 1000%. That's why I only go there once a week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be two days a week. Now it's once a week. Well, I would no, just the, like to make the, that very clear The building here. that I went, that this happened in is once a week. And then I go to a different building uh, the second day. But, um, and then I made, okay, really, before I get into my PowerPoint presentation, then I made everyone show me theirs, right? If I showed you Mm -hmm. mine. Um, So then I made them all show me theirs and all of them listen to Apple Music. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, chaos. Mm -hmm. But apparently Apple Music does the same thing. So then everyone showed me theirs. But then, funny story, one manager wouldn't show me his. Uh, Okay. They listen to Ariana Grande. Okay, here's the thing. I was like, he's like, <laughs> it's just reggae on there. I was like, okay, show it to me. He's it's like, just what? Reggae. Oh, uh-huh. And then he's like, I was like, okay, show it to me that, then. Uh-huh. And he goes, 
I'll read it to you. I was like, just uh-huh. show. We're standing right across from each other. Just uh-huh. show me your phone. And he uh-huh. wouldn't. Okay. So well, that's his personal property. Okay. No. Oh, then no. he went to lunch. Are you sure you want to tell the story? <laughs> <laughs> he went to lunch and I spread a rumor uh-huh. that NSYNC was his top artist. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I made uh-huh. a bunch of the engineers who are like, younger kids they're all early 20s made a bunch of them uh ping him over teams i am him over teams uh-huh. and be like oh my god i heard you're an nsync fans <laughs> you remind me of someone who works where i work i can't quite my, put, put my uh finger on it though hmm. <laughs> back to all these messages and then i just hear him from his office and he goes juliana did you start a rumor today and i was like what are you talking about? And he he comes out all angry. Oh, it was hilarious. I've never laughed hard, harder. And I can't keep a straight face. And I'm like smiling. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, why am I getting all these messages? And then he goes, that is mean girl behavior. And I was like, first of all, I wasn't the only one. Well, obviously it was me. But in my defense, how dare you blame me immediately? I wasn't the only one in the office when you wouldn't show your list. There was other people there. Um, and then, so I had told a bunch of people to send him messages. Uh-huh. But one of the people I told didn't get to it until like 10 minutes after Josh and I had our confrontation. Uh-huh. And, then, and then 10 minutes. And so we talk and then he's like, this is bullying. I can't believe you're bullying me. He's like, you said you've gone to therapy. It didn't work. (laughs) 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 He goes in his office. And so where I work, there's, Uh there's where in the section that I work, and then there's a closed side, which like you need clearance for. Uh Um, And so there's people that work on that side, but we have communication with them, obviously. And then 10 minutes later, I hear him again in his office. Juliana, how did this rumor make it to the closed side? <laughs> I've never you been prouder of myself. Are a terror at work. Yeah. Yeah. You don't let anybody just work. I want to go on record and say that every Tuesday I go into that office and I get bullied and uh-huh. trampled all over by these three managers. They're all guys. And two of them gang up on me constantly. The other one sometimes offends me. Sometimes he gangs up on me too. And I just sit there and I get frustrated and I pretend to leave, but I always stay. And they think it's hilarious. They laugh. They cackle. It's like this whole thing. And every day I just take it. And the other day I said, not today. Not today. We need to get you a lawyer. No. No, it's actually very fun. It's just fun to like mess with them. Because they always mess with me. Mm-hmm. For example, the I convinced everyone to do a door decorating contest and to have their door doors ready by Tuesday so I could see them before I leave, right? And oh, then you decide yeah, you said yeah. you guys decorate and I'm going to judge. Yes. Uh-huh. And so whoever you don't have wins to do any will of get the work. a souvenir. Uh-huh. I'm get I'm getting the souvenir. What's that? That's work. Okay. <laughs> so you I know what? There was a potluck at work the other day, and all I could think about was you. Why? Because you didn't bring nothing, or <laughs> I didn't because I didn't participate in the potluck. But did um, you eat? Because I didn't want to. No, I didn't eat because I didn't bring anything. Oh. Okay. <sighs> 
So when we were talking about the door decorating contest, one of the managers wasn't there. My man, the my main guy, he wasn't there. And so then I pinged him yesterday because I was in a different building, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you saw the email. There's a door decorating contest." He replied, "The number you have reached is disconnected or out of service." Right? <laughs> and I said, "Interesting tactic, sir." Then later in the day, he texts me about something, and then I said. The number you have reached has been disconnected. And then I caught him in the hallway and he's like, very funny. I was like, you did it to me for, I'm, I can't fight back. And now I'm the bad guy. So how much Constantly. time do people spend decorating their doors? Well, I guess it depends. Jenny, well, one of my friends, <laughs> she, she did hers in, in another building. And, and I think she took a while because people say it's very elaborate. So, I mean, I guess it depends how much effort you want to put into it. How much do you want a souvenir from Europe? I mean. Oh, you're bringing the souvenir from Europe. What yeah. is it going to be? Well, it better not be, be a keychain. It's not going to be a keychain. It'll be something nice. And well, are you going to be able to relax? Or are you going to be worried about having to find a souvenir? I'm not going to be worried. Okay. Okay. I'm going to walk into a shop and pick something. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It depends who wins. I will I will try to cater it to the person that wins. I see. So the winner will be selected before you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I want their doors done by Tuesday so that and, I can And how there. long did you give them? Since t- a week. Since last Tuesday is uh-huh. when we came up. So everybody has it. to drop everything that they're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> to decorate the door. Yeah. <laughs> This is so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> I mean, what it it's a holiday spirit. Yeah, no, listen, I totally get it. I totally get it. Okay. So our Spotify raft. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't want to decorate the door. I wouldn't participate, to be honest with you. That's why I'm not participating. I'm making them participate. Yeah, no, <laughs> and then you guilt them if they don't want to. One of them didn't want to and I said. Okay, so I'm gonna leave, and then I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna get the Christmas spirit because I'm gonna be gone while you guys do all the. I'm not here for the holiday party. I'm not here for all the holiday celebrations. And the one thing that you can't participate while I'm here, you're not gonna do it. It feels like an attack on me specifically, but if that's what you want to do, and then all these doors are gonna be decorated, and yours is gonna be the only one that's not decorated, everyone's gonna be like, "Why didn't Tom do it? Who am I to say what he's doing?" <laughs> so they'll all be participating (laughs) (laughs) if julie if you're looking to work for me yeah no well if you need a julie in your job uh (laughs) i'm sure julie would love to apply right julie like work is stressful it's (laughs) end of year everyone's losing their minds deadlines everywhere everyone's losing their head so you have to find some levity in the work day i totally agree you know yeah we're there nine hours a day why because they make because us you go in one day a week okay <laughs> sir no but my my schedule is nine hours a day because we uh, have the 980 schedule because we have every right, other Friday. Right, right 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 but I yeah nine that. hours it's exhausting it's not that exhausting. Not for me, at least. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you're playing Christmas door decorations. <laughs> Your job doesn't do stuff like that? No. Oh. 
You get? Do you guys have offices or like cubicles or like no one decorates a cubicle? I work in a suite that has offices and cubicles. I sit at a cubicle. And no one decorates their cubicle? Uh, no. I mean, somebody may hang a little something or put a little something, but no. Nobody. Interesting. Even Not the in my suite. Cub- I don't know what happens in all the other right. suites. Even the people at cubicles in different buildings decorate the crap out of their cubicles. No, in our, in our company, I'm going to speak for my department and my department only. Right, um, we're busy. I mean, sure. Yeah, but like, it's Christmas. No, interesting. <laughs> no. But but if it was decorated, you'd walk in there a little bit jollier. No, a little bit ho ho hoier. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh my no. god! When I walk through our building and I see all the Christmas trees and lights and decorate, I'm like, "Look at these people having a They're, blast!" Yeah, no, interesting. No, and if it were to be decorated, I wouldn't be the one to decorate. So, no, right? Well, no, neither would I. But I gather the troops. No. Oh, interesting. I didn't okay. want to participate in the potluck that happened on Wednesday. Right. Why? Because you didn't want to bring something or like you just didn't want to be get involved. Like what's the what's the reason? Both I didn't want to bring anything and I didn't want to participate with those particular coworkers. People. Yeah. Interesting. Oh my god. They're not people guys... they're, not, they're not people they're not people in my department. you know, I like to I like to mind my own business. And so if Adrian um, and I work together, you know he wouldn't talk to me. You know it. I know I, yeah, it. I we all know it. We all know it. <laughs> I wouldn't talk. I mean, I would be friendly with you for sure. Yeah. But well, yeah, I wouldn't you're not an asshole. Well, and if we if we interacted a lot for our jobs, then yes, we would get along quite well, actually. But if I don't we think didn't we would. Oh, uh, you don't think so? No, I think I'd be too much for your energy. No, I know You'd but be like if, if I... Julie plans one more thing for our office, I'm going to scream. Well, okay, are you first for... of no. all because she doesn't do it and she just makes us do it. Okay, yeah. No. No, I mean, listen. Yeah. I don't mind the pot that the potluck was happening. I love that the potluck was happening, right. but I didn't want to go buy something or make something and then take up my lunch time that I have with my friends because that's the only time I get to see my friends at work. Um, and so I wasn't going to skip on that to have a potluck with folks that I don't really necessarily know or communicate with that often. Interesting. Okay, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Boundaries. Yeah. No, yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's two different kinds of coworkers, guys. And I think we've <laughs> all seen that here. I think we've all seen that here. No, and that's fine. No, yeah. don't nobody's judging you. I don't want you to feel judged. I don't, don't feel, feel judged. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel no. You shouldn't though. Well, but I don't. Okay, good because you shouldn't because it's not weird. I don't think that you need to worry because I don't feel judged. Oh, okay, good because you shouldn't. Okay, good because I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you don't because there's no reason to. You should feel comfortable in your decisions. Who cares what people say? (laughs) You shouldn't care. Do you think people are talking about me? (laughs) No, they wouldn't dare. And you guys no. wouldn't dare either, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
No, they're not talking about me. There's totally different kind. No, I'm totally kidding. There and honestly, I'm I'm like you, depending on who I'm interacting with. But like because I see these guys all the time. But like if I go to a different team and I have to go help them do something, then yes, I'm a little bit more reserved, quieter. Obviously, I'm not fucking bossing everybody around that I come in contact Uh, with. But uh, the difference though is up until you get comfortable with the new group. That's true. I've that's been true. at this place for seven years. <laughs> okay. And that's okay. You guys stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, totally. I totally get it. And honestly, your vibe outside of, I would totally get that that's how you are at work. Because you're a lot more, you know, you're good with boundaries. You know what you like. You know what you don't like. You don't let shit slip. You know what, what I mean? You don't put yourself in situations you don't want to be in for, like, to save face or whatever. You right. just don't involve right. yourself in it. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Yeah. And no one is judging you. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I don't think anybody is, right? Everyone? <laughs> We're not judging him. Stop. <laughs> if you feel if you're at home and you feel differently about what i what i'm saying and you think i should change my approach let me know no 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 No, i'm I'm curious to know what the people have to say send in fan mail (laughs) and let me know that you would not interact with me at work let me know i want to be very clear i am one thousand percent of the time jokes in this one instance i will be sincere and say you absolutely should not change do not put I don't plan on it. Yeah, no, 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 and no, like no, no one that's hearing this and being like, "Oh, I'm a little bit more like Adrian." Is that weird? It's not. <laughs> it's not. People are different, and you shouldn't put yourself in uncomfortable situations if you don't want to, or not even uncomfortable, just situations you don't want to be in. Also, I just want to make clear: I don't walk into work and it's like nobody talk to me, nobody look at me. I don't interact with anybody. That's not true. No, no one. I don't think anyone thought. that. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Okay. I am to be very, clear, I'm a very pleasant person to be around at work. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just rolled her eyes at me. I'm kidding. No, I do believe it. You're a very ple- pleasant person to be around in general. Thank you. I don't know why it would be different that. at work. No, yes, right. I completely believe you. Thank you. So Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Julie will text uh, me on Sunday and be like, know. did you edit the episode already? Could you? <laughs> I'm going to try very hard not to do that this week. Spotify rap. I didn't, did I say anything about, I didn't make it clear where I work, right? No, you didn't. Okay, fine. Yeah. You can keep it. Okay. And it's chaos. You can keep it. Um. Okay. Where do we start? Let's start with songs. These are okay. my, first of all, I listened to 36,171 minutes nice. of music. My top songs are, I'll start with number five, Dial okay. Drunk by Noah Khan. Oh, wow. Okay. Number four, All My Love by Noah Khan. <laughs> okay. Number three, Out of Your Mind by Mr. Wives. Nice. Number two, Mine by Kelly Clarkson. Wait, which and one? Num- Mine by Mine. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number one, the song I listened to since May, a hundred and ninety-three times. Uh-huh. Francesca by Hosier. Uh-huh. 
Wow. What was I going through? Oh, I don't am I know. okay? Um, my artists are number five hosier. Uh-huh. Number four, Mr. Wives. Number three, Blondie, uh-huh. Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Number two, Beyonce. Uh-huh. And number one, everyone saw it coming. Noah Khan. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. First time, uh, first time for Noah. First time for Noah. Um, I think every I think it's it might be Hosier's first time too. Mm-hmm. It might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have Sarah Bareilles in there and she wasn't in, in it this year. By the way, are you gonna go watch Waitress in the movie theater before you leave? Yes, Europe? on the seventh at seven p.m. Oh, you already got tickets. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Are you going? No. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go. Actually. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so proud yeah. of you. Thank you're you. gonna love it. Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen it? No, I've never seen it. Oh, you're gonna love it. If anybody wants to go with me, you're more than welcome. But I'm planning to go by myself. Oh, um, how fun! Yeah, you're gonna have a blast. It's such yeah. a good show. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. What did your list look like? Um, great question. I'm screenshotting right now because I, I don't know. I there. You know what I don't like about this? The wrapped is that they don't give you all of the pieces of of information in one um, in one sheet, if you will. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm just gonna uh just quickly look through here okay 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 uh i will tell you my most listened to podcast was onward by rosie o'donnell oh, um, wonderful okay my um most listened to songs now i gotta get to my camera roll my goodness my most listened to songs starting at number five mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is ahora entregate uh adolescence orchestra i don't know how to say it exactly it's i think interesting i think they're colombian maybe it's like this group and it was a song like there was there's a certain beat that went viral on twitter people were doing a dance to it. i was like what's this song and now I, it, it i love it I, I i believe that the song is about this man taking this girl's virginity but the mm-hmm. song is fun to walk to. So, you know, and I love my walks. Love that. Anyways, at number four, it's uh, I'm That Girl by Beyonce. Because, well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am that girl. Uh, number three is Smoke featuring Lucky Day by Victoria Monet. Number two is Candy by Rosalia. Mm-hmm. And number one is it, it controversial in the sense okay. that I fell asleep with this song playing oh, yeah for like seven or eight hours on repeat and it was just okay. the one song um chemistry by Kelly Clarkson interesting yeah had that song not been playing for mm-hmm. hours uh candy probably Candy by Rosalia would probably have been my number one, and Vampire would probably by Olivia Rodrigo would have been number, um, number uh, five. Five. I love that. Um, it's a pretty good list. Yeah, and then my top artists were who are my top artists? 
one momento, por favor. Um, I gotta go through this whole thing again. Hold on, hold on. I did. Let me tell you how much I listened to. Well, hold on. Okay, I'm just not prepared. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, number five is Rosalia. Number four is Olivia Rodrigo. Number three is SZA. Number two is Victoria Monet. And number one is Beyonce. Beyonce. Mm. Beyonce. It's a um, solid list. Yeah. I listened to Beyonce. Um, hold on. It's going to, I listened to a uh, thousand two hundred and fourteen artists and I listened to Beyonce for 5,665 minutes. I'm in the 0.05 percentage of listening to Beyonce. Mm, I love and that. I, I think I listened to 56,000 something minutes of oh. music. That's pretty good. I think my minutes get eaten up because I listen to so much podcasts. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's a solid and- list. Yeah, look at us. I, I do want chemistry uh-huh. by Kelly Clarkson two hundred and ninety four times. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a late night. That was a yeah. the night you left that on. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a good song though. It is a it's a great song. I don't yeah, hate yeah. the song. I, it's a great song. I my favorite song on that album is High Road. Oh okay, um, but yeah, it's a great song. I think my favorite song that. Kelly Clarkson has ever released is mine. Oh wow, ever. Yeah. And I Beautiful do Beautiful Disaster? To... No, I think mine is such Miss a Independent. Phenom- she has tons of great songs, but I think my favorite song of hers of all time is mine. Wow. Yeah, I love that song. Um right. and Lighthouse on that album is also really good. I really like Lighthouse. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't more um smaller artists on my list this year it's a lot of like big big popular names and i don't really usually listen to a ton of you know i'd be interested to see how they pull this data yeah hmm. i mean mine is pretty accurate though because I, I listened to beyonce a lot this year that mm-hmm. renaissance album mm-hmm. oh i played that shit out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i listened to that a lot i'm actually surprised taylor swift made it in there oh really because there was a solid three months that I didn't listen to her at all. Oh, wow. So, wow. yeah, I'm shocked by her. I'm not shocked by Noah Khan. Because that album that he, uh, Stick Season, the album he released, oh, I played that shit every single day for mm-hmm. a month straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised by, by him at all. I knew he would be my top artist. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Noah. Come on the pod. Noah, come on the pod. He's going to be on SNL this week. Come on the pod. Oh, oh, it already is. passed by the time people listen to this. Uh, he was on SNL last week, everyone. Uh, this past weekend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you can watch it on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Noah Khan. Noah Khan. Have you listened to his album? Um, I maybe have tried to listen to one song. Why do I ask questions? I know the answers too. Uh, here's the thing. I. I don't know. I haven't been able to get into it. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I've listened to his work before, before uh-huh. Stick Season. I listened to to his work because he's collaborated with this uh, other independent artist that I really like called Joe Joy. I'm going to butcher her last name. Ol- Oladukun. 
She's been on oh, uh, uh-huh. the Stephen yeah, yeah. Colbert show, I think, yeah, yeah. and Seth Meyers. Um, he's collaborated with her, and then I went and tried to listen to his stuff, and it never clicked with me. And then this album, Stick Season specifically, insert it directly into my veins. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't been able to get into it. I, I did try. I'll give it another you know, shot. I had a similar experience with. Tell me. Say it. Say it out loud. Say it with your chest. Victoria Monet. Mm, yeah. I can't get into it. I just tried listening to her latest album like earlier this week, and I no, it's it. I, I don't know why it doesn't mesh with me. Can't do it. Our wires are crossed somehow, and I don't. Yeah, I don't really interesting it because that album is incredible. Uh, the second I, most nominated artist at the Grammys, by the way. That's what everyone's saying. Which, <laughs> that's why I went to listen to it. Hmm. There's a screw loose up here. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, speaking of Grammys, award season is is quickly approaching, and I would just like to go on the record and say, I haven't seen the movie. Will I watch it? I think I would hope I I want to watch it. I'm gonna try to watch movies this year, the nominated ones. But uh-huh. I would just like to go on the record and say, I believe, and I think. And I want Fantasia to win an Oscar. I think she deserves it. And you know what? Listen, <laughs> I'm so excited for this award season. I cannot wait. I cannot be wait. Esteem. Wait for my Asuka because this this award season is going to be stacked to the motherfucking brim with talent. Yeah. Though I am feeling some type of way that okay. the variety actors on actors list dropped and fantasia was nowhere to be found right right but they do so, have some good pairings i'm a f- i'm nervous that they're going to put all their efforts into the, a lot of other cast and maybe not so much on her because this i mean this is really the beginning of it the actors on actors is really the kickoff of fully promoting Listen, the talent we're starting a campaign and the campaign yes. is fantasia to win i haven't watched the movie i don't even need to watch the movie I want Fantasia to win. The movie's going to be great. Critics are already saying that it's phenomenal. The movie is the color purple, by the way, that yes. she stars in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guarantee you that movie's going to break us in ways that we didn't even expect. I'm sure. Yes. I've se- Have you seen the... Br- the sh- Why do I ask questions? I know the answers, too. Go ahead. Ask the question. Have you seen the Broadway show? The color purple? <laughs> Did it come to LA? Yes, that's where I saw it. And did you invite me? No. Okay. Okay. So I saw the show on okay. at the Pantages, the color purple. It's and a, when was that? But a couple years ago. And who did you take? Years. I went with my friend Kristen. And who? The, I don't even know Kristen. <laughs> you do know Kristen. Who is Kristen? <laughs> You've met her. <laughs> okay, Kristen, say hello. Just kidding. Well, the stage version of this show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And apparently the adaptation exceeds expectations. So I'm very excited to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, can't wait. I'm so excited. I've just I've never been so excited in my life. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. Okay. Uh well, listen, as we um I mean, you know, I, well, it's time. It's time for the pop culture pop up. 
first up on the pop culture pop-up uh julie you're telling me that sebastian stan is going to play donald trump in a movie yeah um what do we know about this um that's kind of it that's oh, kind okay. of it <laughs> it's gonna play i don't i actually don't know what the movie first thing i saw was that the movie was gonna be called the apprentice or uh-huh, apprentice i just saw that uh-huh. yeah but then i saw another tweet that said it was gonna call be called the student so i'm not really sure uh-huh. but apparently he's gonna play a younger version of uh-huh. donald trump and to that i say sebastian stan what are you doing uh-huh. what are you doing when i saw fresh you can watch it on hulu i saw it on at sundance humble brag but if you go and watch fresh you will see an actor that will blow your mind and you will reconsider any preconceived notions that you had about him like i did you know you see him as this marvel character well i did i saw him as this marvel character i didn't know, really know any of his other work other than the stuff he did in marvel and even then my knowledge of marvel is very limited and then i saw him in fresh and i said this is an actor to pay attention to and to watch he seems to be really leaning into biopics because he did the tommy and pam series uh-huh. that was a mistake we can all uh-huh. agree it was a mistake to make it it was a mistake for him to be involved it was the pe- the talking penis was a mistake it was all a mistake and now he's doing donald trump first of all forget my feelings about donald trump biopics in general are not my favorite i know the oscars love it and this just feels like oscar bait that's what it feels like like he's going to do this like transformation to play Donald Trump and it's going to be complete Oscar bait. Okay, mm-hmm. Austin Butler, I don't want it. I mm-hmm. don't want it. Mm-hmm. Can I read you what uh, The Cut wrote about this film? Yes, please do. It says Trump and uh, Roy Khan. I think Khan is how you say it. Khan uh, mm-hmm. was like his mentor. Uh Trump and Khan's relationship began in the 70s when Trump was being sued by the Justice Department for violating the Fair Housing Act. Khan represented Trump in an unsuccessful countersuit, and the two struck up a friendship that lasted until Khan died of AIDS complications in 1986. This is presumably the plot driving The Apprentice, uh, which they also say could be called The the Student, Uh, the logline of which teases an exploration of power and ambition set in a world of corruption and deceit. It's a mentor-protege story that charts the origins of an American dynasty. Filled with larger-than-life characters, it reveals the moral and human cost of a culture defined by winners and losers. I mean... Bound to happen. I would. I mean, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as long. Listen, as long as the stories are, I, as, accurate. As long as they're accurate in telling the true story of how this man is a horrible, disgusting, scum on earth. Then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and maybe yeah. Sebastian Stan needs to get paid. I don't know. He's he's a Marvel actor. I mean, Marvel is going down the toilet, if you ask me. I agree. I do agree. But I think... Did you watch your girl Breeze movie? No. Mm. No. Mm. But... Did you watch the TV show? I'm on it. Okay. I'm on it. Yes. Uh, Candace watched it. She loved it. Candace, so much time. I love so her. Much time. But the reason why I'm like, this is so 
ridiculous is maybe because I did consider he did another movie with um Julianne Moore. It's on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember the name of it. And that too, I was like, yes, this is great, great content. This I want to watch great- that Julianne Moore Natalie Portman movie. It just came out on Netflix. Tell you what it's about, but I want to watch it. Um, it's on Netflix now. It's called May December. Okay, yeah, I believe. Yeah, you. um, Julianne Moore and Sebastian Stan they were on a movie called Sharper on Apple TV Plus, and the, and before that he did Fresh, which I really liked, and I was like talent oozing out of this man. With the Tommy thing, he lost me a little bit, but I think that was like the bias of the story being told when Pamela Anderson didn't want it to be told. Um, and th- I just don't biopics are really hard for me to handle especially of a human who is still very much causing havoc you know what i mean it's like you're using this human that for a lot of people is traumatizing and triggering and now you're giving us entertainment out of it yeah you know they used to wait they used to wait a long time to do biopics of people. And now yeah. um, because we are so consumed with um, uh, uh, you know, getting things instantly um, they rush things. You know what one of my biggest fears is Tell me. or something that I think about often okay. is that, and not necessarily missing out on this, but if there were to ever, it, it it's very likely that I may not be alive to see a Beyonce biopic, like the real one, the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing that kind of freaks me out is, um, which could very well happen, is I die before Beyonce dies. I not don't. Wood. Not, not going. What? That that doesn't happen. Uh, okay. Okay. What did you think I was knocking on wood for? That it does? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You knock on wood for things to not to happen. Adrian, okay. live here for the first time ever is learning what knock on wood means. No, that's not... I just oh wasn't God. I wasn't sure exactly what you meant. Um yeah, I do think about that. Wow. Yeah. I also started thinking about like what if Kim Kardashian dies before or if I die before Kim Kardashian. I just like I want to be alive mm-hmm. to not that I don't want I don't want them to die but like sure. you know it's like yeah. the story was completed that's the part yeah well some uh, some situations would be sadder than others but yes I understand I'm not saying that someone should or should not I'm just I mean <laughs> but but I agree with the with the we're so obsessed with getting content immediately, yeah. which is why in whilst the Britney stuff was still happening, we got seven documentaries about the situation right. before there was any resolution to the matter. Yeah, um, because everybody, everybody and their mom makes content now. Yeah, it's like not we don't all need to make content. No, focus no. on feeding the children. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Next up on the pop culture pop up, uh, Taylor Swift's publicist yeah is fighting with dumois mm-hmm. what do we know about this julie oh yeah for a while now dumois has been saying that joe alwyn and taylor swift were married or they had some sort of cere- some sort of commitment ceremony and they've been saying this 
Dumas has been saying this for a while, spreading this rumor. And people feel very strongly about this rumor. People feel very strongly that it's not true. People feel very strongly that it is true. The post that Tree Payne was um, replying to, I'm going to pull it up, bad decisions were made because I didn't do that before, um, is an Instagram post that Dumas shared. And then this is Dumas' words, she says. She did have a ceremony in either 2020 or 2021 in the UK, and it was described to me as a marriage by more than one person. It was never made legal. I will die on this hill. Put it on my tombstone. I have no reason to lie. I could give a shit what she does. I'm sorry she didn't tell you guys about it in a song. (laughs) But just because she doesn't sing about something doesn't mean it didn't happen. Tree Payne screenshotted this Dumois post and then said in a tweet, enough is enough with these fabricated lies about Taylor from Dumois. There was never capital, never a marriage or ceremony of any capital kind. This is an insane thing to post. It's time for you to be held accountable for the pain and trauma you cause with posts like this. And, um, before we get any further, Tree, pain and trauma. Tree, let's be serious. I want to take you serious, Tree. Why is your name Tree? I just, I do, a lot of things are chaotic about this, but pain and trauma. Yeah. Well, and then Dumois responded to that and said, well, I make zero dollars from lying. Can publicists say the same? Also, to relate something that is in reference to something that happened years ago to pain and trauma after what just happened seems like a poor choice of words. Either way, I apologize to Taylor. Jamal, we really should discuss. You DM me separately about your structure and sentences because that was... Yeah. It's it's not easy to understand. You really got to work hard to get what she's trying to say. But um, pain and trauma... I'm still stuck on the pain and trauma. It's, um, I, you know, when I first heard that Taylor Swift's publicist was speaking out about something, I was like, what? I've never, I don't know who Taylor, Taylor's publicist is. Like, she's not a character in the story, you know? Oh, to you. To me. Like, I, she's, I, I don't know her to be, obviously, I know that Taylor Swift has a publicist, but I don't, uh, to me not living in the Swifty world. I've right. never known her. I don't know who she is. Uh, oh. And yesterday I was bombarded with two pieces of information or two things about her on Twitter, okay. this one. And then the other one where she's standing next to Beyonce's mm-hmm. publicist mm-hmm. and they're taking, you know, someone took a photo of them while Beyonce and Taylor Swift were taking a photo of, um, at the London premiere of the Renaissance film. Right. And so now I'm starting to wonder what is, who, what is happening? Why is this yeah. woman now becoming a character in this story? Okay. Has she been a character? She's been a character. Yeah, no, she's, she, people know her and she's okay. involved in the, I just look, I, I'm, I find it so, crazy to take this seriously i find it so impossible to take this seriously because um 
Taylor Swift dated an entire racist and nobody said a word about how bad that publicity was for her. Nobody said a blimp, not Lomas Tree and not Blondie. Nobody said a word about it. They just caused more chaos in order for everyone to forget it. And some of us have not. Okay. Pain and trauma. That pain and trauma really gets me because, okay, Taylor Swift recently. Well, I don't think recently. I think often people are calling her out on the fact that she uses these terms right she uses these terms that are meant to protect women and meant to um uh help them be stronger and then she uses them in tactics to force the narrative in her favor right and pain and trauma just feels like that like i'm gonna make you understand that this is the worst thing that you're coming up with a rumor that she was married to her ex-boyfriend is pain and trauma i i just and you want us to take you seriously and you want me to sit here and defend you blondie i can't not on the i it's just silly it, it didn't need to be addressed because the rumor is silly to begin with Right. I 100,000% agree because there have been worse things said about Taylor Swift. And, and and for for this to be the thing that Taylor's publicist, a post from Dumois about a wedding ceremony, or like it just seems very, it seems weird because very weird. Like, I, I don't I, I I don't get it. Um, and in fact, I just had this thought. I think, although Taylor is very successful, and I think very good at what she does, I do think that she could benefit from a better team around her. To be honest with you, I think yeah. that her team has been around for too long. I think that. Um, I, I think that she could do better with better management and a better publicist because I think Taylor Swift is here and I think she could actually go above that if she was managed in a different, better way. Taylor, yeah, I have some ideas. I am available. Mm-hmm. You can DM me at DJ Adriatic um, because, I, yeah, I think that I think as Taylor is entering a new era in her career, a new era in her womanhood, she's in her mm-hmm. mid-30s. Before mm-hmm. you know it, she'll be in her 40s. Um, I think that we need to start thinking about what does our cultural impact and legacy yeah. look like. And yeah. so, um, Taylor, give me a call. Mm-hmm. gladly would happy to hop on the payroll <laughs> um, and we can figure this out because I don't think that your publicist should be screenshotting posts from Du Moi. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> okay. That's wild. Du Moi. Um, yeah. And, and, and starting a fight with Du Moi. Like, I don't, it seems. Yeah, it's silly. 
it's yeah. silly and if anything it makes you think harder about the rumor like why this one why is it you know what i mean like no one's paying any attention to rumors about them being married because i've seen this rumor on dumas story constantly and i always skip over this i i, I don't care i don't care if taylor swift was married <laughs> i mean i don't care if she got married and didn't tell the world i don't care i don't care i don't care about the timeline of anything um and I'm sure a lot of people don't. And I'm sure a lot of people do. But you see the story constantly in Dumont. No one's paying it any mind. Why this one? Now, could it be that Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. publicist is using this to Crazy. her advantage? Oh. Well, yes. But using this to her advantage to, you know, there's a plan. There's the okay. Travis Kelsey plan. Where she's dating this all-American football player, blah, 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 blah. We've discussed that. We've been over that. But now the plan continues and we as a public should be feeling bad sympathy for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is a victim here. And so... A victim of what, though? Of Dumois' uh, incessant rumors. But... This is a Dumois rumor. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like Dumois is reporting this and it's reaching people. Like, not people isn't reporting that Taylor Swift may or may not be married. No, you right. know what I mean. Well, but I'm saying is like the publicist is now because she's using pain and trauma, and she's kind of like trying to fight with Dumois. She's trying to make it seem like Dumois is like bullying Taylor Swift. She's cre- kind of creating that, like she's she's now having her fans by Taylor Swift's publicist going on the defensive with Dumois directly in a very public way. Now she's trying to get the Swifties information of like, sure. we hate Dumois. Dumois has done this to Taylor. Dumois cannot be trusted, which, you know, I mean, Dumois is, you know, whatever. But like, I and I know. unfortunately I st- think it does the opposite because now you're giving it some sort of legitimacy because now we know that you're paying attention to this story. Well, not everybody is as smart as you, Julie. That's that's the key here. Yeah, that's true. That is the key. Yeah, no, that's it's the situation. The entire situation is wild to me that it's being addressed because literally when I read it, I was like, do more. Why are we talking about do more? Like that's not a repeatable source. That's not a source that anyone looks at. It is like this is a thing that's happening, particularly for the caliber of Taylor Swift as an artist and as a celebrity. It's very weird. It's very very weird. Um, I do agree that there's some sort of like, oh, she's the victim because of the use of painted trauma. They are trying to paint this right. I this is what I think. I think that they are overcorrecting the damage that Maddie Healy did to her image. I think they're overdoing it so that when she steps in it again, there'll be a little bit more leniency because she's this battered woman. That's um, maybe not the right term, but like this poor woman that keeps getting torn down and she just wants to live her life and find love and whatever the fuck. And, but the media and the fans and the people and the haters like, I do think there is an overcorrection happening here that is, I don't know. I I, th- I think in the long run is going to be the wrong call. 
I do think I, it's going to be the wrong call. I would just like to say that when Taylor and Travis first became public, I was very clear about what was happening. And I just want to make that. I just. I Adrian just, wants to make sure that you know this every single time we talk about Taylor Swift on this podcast. I do. And I'll bring it. I'll continue to bring it up. You can, 1, you can count on that. You can count yeah, on yeah. that. And you can go. And you, you know what? Next time I'm going to find the episode where I first brought this up. So everybody can go back and listen to it. Because I just want to make clear yeah. that I had said what I said. Right. And I right. still believe it to be accurate. And so just yeah. I don't feel as strongly about the manipulation of Travis Kelsey and Taylor as a relationship. I do think a little bit of that was genuine. I do believe that some of it was genuine. I do think that they're overdoing it though. It's becoming too much, too much now. And the things that are being pushed around that relationship are way too fabricated for it to feel authentic. I agree. I do. Th- I I could see a very plausible thing where Taylor, like Taylor and Travis, started DMing after he said he had a crush on her, and like you know she was like, and like I like this guy, whatever. Uh-huh. And then her team took the opportunity, and obviously, and you yeah. know, I don't vetted him. I don't think that. I don't think anything happens in Swifty World without Taylor approving it. So she was oh, like, okay, true. let's do it, and um. And they're, you know, they're now creating this narrative to be like of what we just said. So, again, Taylor, I think you can use a much better team. I think it's time. Um, And I would be happy to help you navigate the next part of your career. Yeah. Thank you. Reach out, Taylor. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Finally, on the pop culture pop up. Melissa Barrera, who was a star of the Scream franchise, uh, you can also find her on In the Heights, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, was recently fired from the Scream franchise for posting pro-Palestinian uh, content on her social media. Um, Spy, what's the name of the production company? Spy... Our spy glass. Mm-hmm. Spy glass, I think, maybe. Let me get it right so that, you know. Oh, yeah. Spy glass. Um, spy glass basically called her and called her anti Semitic and said, we don't, we don't do that and fired her. Yeah. Julie, your thoughts? They did do that. Um, my thoughts are oh, that's a little bullshit. Um, my thoughts are I'm going to read you really quick. One of the Instagram stories are, are an example of what Melissa was posting on her Instagram account. She says, I have been actively looking for videos and information about the Palestine side for the last two weeks or so following accounts, etc. Et Why? Because Western media only shows the other side. Why do they do that? I will let you deduce for yourself. Usually the algorithm on social media gets the gist. Well, my discovery page on Instagram will only show me videos showing and talking about the Israeli side. Censorship is very real. Palestinians know this. They know the world has been trying to make them invisible for decades. Keep sharing. So just the the truth. Just 
facts. Just I looked into this. This is what seems to be happening. Let's change it. I don't understand. Um, it's very frustrating to see an industry that I love so much be so disconnected from its audience because that's what they are. They're completely disconnected from its audience and um, they don't understand the audience whatsoever. And this is horrible. And I mean, the screen franchise, let us not forget that Nev Campbell, did I say her name right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said it three times in my head before I said it out loud. (laughs) Uh, Nev Campbell, she left the franchise because they wouldn't pay her the amount of money that she deserved, that she felt she deserved, which she did because she's been carrying the series for six movies, um, for five movies. Um, So this is a franchise that has already let us know that they feel like talent is interchangeable. So it's unfortunate. I hope Melissa keeps finding work because she deserves it. And she deserves it because she's one of the very few celebrities that are speaking up for the Palestinian people. Yeah, I mean, it's wild because there are, I mean, let's look at what everybody else has said on that cast. Let's look through their tweets. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Sarah, I saw the LA Times posted this. Um, <clears throat> they did an interview with Sarah Silverman and they posted this quote on their Instagram. Uh, and it was Sarah Silverman. I she must have been asked about the war. Um, but it says she said this I don't have to weigh in, this does not have to be my job. There are fucking scholars. It's insane how everyone is an expert on this region now. I don't know how to solve this, but by the way, but by the way, neither do you. Here's what I find absolutely insane. Yeah. No one is asking Sarah Silverman to solve this problem. No, zero people. No one is asking Sarah Silverman to give us a um a, a report, a thesis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm on the conflict in Palestine and in Israel. People just want to know, people just want to hear. And I think it is the responsibility of people who have major platforms to shed light on injustices. Mm-hmm. And like, could you not just say that you care about the innocent lives that are being murdered it's so easy every day and have been murdered every day for a very long time by the hands yeah. of the Israeli government just to be yeah. very clear i first learned about the palestine um the palestinian israeli conflict when i was in college when i have a friend who i have a very dear dear friend who is palestinian and you know back in this was back in 2008 2009 and um you know, on our campus, we had a Students for Justice in Palestine group. Um, she was very um, thoughtful and and educated a lot of us on what was happening over there. And so mm-hmm. this isn't just something that started happening on October 7th. This is something that's been happening for a very long time. And is it complicated? Sure. Do pe- Have people tried to fix this? Yes. Is there an answer? You, it depends on who you ask. Not um, an easy one. But they're at, at the end of the day, 
at the bottom mm-hmm. line, there are innocent people being killed by a government, a government that the United States of America supports and is giving resources to financially and literally to murder people. And so mm-hmm. I don't understand how saying that you are against the murder of innocent people is a anti-Semitic or B how there's anything wrong with that. And what it shows me is that there are way too many people in this world, in this society that don't know how to use critical thinking skills because it's like everything has to be, everything has to be black and white for people. And that is not how the world works. That's not how you can be looked at as an individual. And so I just, I don't understand. And it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating to all of these people who fear that they can lose their jobs because they want to say what's right. And like, the other thing that is so mind boggling to me is like, we've been through this before and yet we still don't know how to, um, how to deal with it. We don't even know how to deal with the fact that of how people can talk about these things without literally losing their jobs. It's so incredibly wild. And to me, it just leads me to the conclusion that most people are dumb because (laughs) how are you upset about the fact that somebody is talking about the innocent loss of life in 2020? three yeah um i i just saw on twitter that there are more than a thousand more than 1300 actors and artists who have signed a letter condemning censorship Mm -hmm. against speaking out on palestine citing the recent firing of melissa berrera olivia coleman harriet walter amy lee wood emma seigelman uh and so soy bayan McSweeney are among the signees. Um, and so. Olivia Coleman, I knew I loved you. I knew I loved you. I knew I was right about you. I do love Olivia Coleman. Yeah, this is frustrating. It's so incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Um, Melissa, come on the pod. You can talk about whatever you want. Melissa, please. I love you so much. That's going to do it for the Pop Culture Pop-Up. We'll be back next week with more Pop Culture Cheesemit. Julie, do you have a Latinx spotlight for us? Yes, I do. My Latinx spotlight is, you guessed it, Melissa Barrera. I'm going to tell you what you can watch to become a fan of hers. If you're like, who is that? Well, let me tell you. You can go on Stars or Hulu and watch Vida, which is a TV show about two sisters who are grieving the death of their mother and uh, have to help their mother's bar thrive amidst their grief. You can watch In the Heights um, on HBO Max, which is a musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame about the community of Washington Heights. It's really good. Anthony Ramos also stars in it. Paul Meskel and Melissa starred in a rendition of Carmen, which is um, originally an opera. I think you can rent it on Apple TV Plus and Amazon Prime. In this one, there's been a lot of musical remakes of this story, and this one incorporates dance in a beautiful way. And the um, director is Benjamin Millipede. I 
screwed that up, but you get it. Who is a choreographer and he also choreographed the film. And it, Melissa does a very good job at grabbing projects where she is explicitly Latina, but the storyline doesn't necessarily revolve around her being Latina. But this one, she does play a Mexican woman who immigrates to um america and i mean in in this instance she her uh culture and identity do play a role in this film but they do it in a very small very smart very um um, authentic way all the world is sleeping sleeping is my favorite project that melissa has done and i have watched almost all of them because i'm a huge fan of hers you can watch this on stars as well via hulu she plays a single mother who is addicted to drugs and the addiction is kind of overtaking her as she's trying to raise her daughter it's a very sad film it is done in a very respectful way though because i think often when we discuss um addiction it can feel a little predatory or the heart is missing often there feels like a lot of judgment when we talk about addiction and the story is done with a lot of love and a organization that helps women with addiction helped the director and Melissa uh, with the story and how to do it authentically and how to portray it in a way that was respectful to people that deal with this. So all the world is is sleeping. All the world is sleeping um, via stars and Hulu and, you know, any other project that Melissa does moving forward, I think we should support because I think these are the kind of celebrities that deserve to get project after project people that don't you know shy away from speaking out for what's right and for people that don't often have a voice so thanks julie thank you time for some asukar i will go first um married to medicine on bravo it has been on for 10 years and i have never watched it uh and mm-hmm. i just started the married to medicine journey and let me tell you Paging Dr. Jackie, paging Dr. Simone. It is so, so, so good. I'm very excited. I've heard nothing but good things. My friend Alex could not rave more about it. He says it's his favorite. Um, And I am so excited to go on this journey of um, featuring female doctors and women who are married to doctors living in Atlanta Mm. um, and how their lives collide. I mean, it is, it's delicious. It's so good. It's so, so good. Uh, If you've never seen married to medicine, but you love a reality show, I know I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, But check it out. You can watch all of the episodes on Peacock and they're airing their seventh, their 10th season now. And Phaedra Parks has joined the cast at season 10, which is, I mean, the way that these reality shows have just become this whole thing where like, you know, now one of the real housewives of Atlanta has joined married to medicine. It's like, it's just so incredibly funny and exciting and entertaining. And, um, I will watch these things until the day I die. I hope that there is a housewives show on in the background as I pass away in my bed at my future home. I would just like to make that very clear. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love the things that give you joy. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, my Asuka this week. When I tell you that award season will be stacked, this is exactly what I mean. I got to see two movies that I am sure will be contenders coming um award season, and both of them were phenomenal. So I can finally talk about it. Eileen starring Anne Hathaway and oh my god, I forgot how to I'm gonna butcher this woman's name. And that's gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay with it. Um her name is Tom Thomasina, I think. One moment. Let me pull it up really quick. Thomason. Thomason? Thomas in Mackenzie. She plays Eileen. And Anne Hathaway is also in it. And Anne Hathaway, I'm saying it right now, gave the best performance of her career. And that is saying something from someone who considers Anne Hathaway to have several perfect performances. This movie is based in 1964, Massachusetts. A young secretary becomes enchanted by Rebecca, the glamorous new counselor. Rebecca is Anne Hathaway. She's a blonde in this movie. Phenomenal. The glamorous new counselor at the prison where she works. Their budding friendship soon takes a twisted turn when Rebecca reveals a dark secret. Let me tell you something about this turn. Me, who I am as a person, who constantly sees the turns coming. Jaw on the floor. I was shocked. I said, where the fuck did this come from? Obsessed, tension, anxiety. The movie comes out this weekend. Please go and see it. It is a phenomenal journey. Do you love anxiety? Do you love not knowing what the fuck is going on? Because this is what this movie gives you. And Anne Hathaway, I too would do chaotic things for Rebecca. So I get it. I understand it. Eileen, I'm not judging you. Almost, I would defend you. I would defend you and I would celebrate you because me too. I would throw it all away for Rebecca. Um, It's great. Also, yesterday I got to see The Iron Claw, Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron. Possibly my favorite movie of the year. The year's not over. Zac Efron, a revelation. Mm -hmm. High School Musical Who? Uh He is, here's the thing. Very much looks like Zac Efron. Here, the full sentence. And also yet completely unrecognizable. Mm. He completely lost himself in this character. 1,000%. For those of you that don't know, the Iron Claw is based on a real family, a real wrestling family that I had no idea about. The true story of the inseparable Von Erich, I butchered it, brothers, their brothers. It's three, four brothers who make history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their domineering father and coach. The brothers seek larger than life immortality on the biggest stage in sports wrestling. I feel like often, especially now, because I feel like the world is so jaded right in 2023 is so is looked at as this like very cheesy, very theatrical sport that very few people well i it has a massive audience but very few people in the general audience take seriously right not a lot of people do this movie completely makes wrestling feel authentic and the theatrics of it like you fully understand that it's theatrical and it's for those of you that don't know i hate to break your heart not real it's not real but this movie gives you um a point of view of like authenticity and like vulnerability to the sport that you don't often get to see. This is coming from someone that doesn't really watch wrestling. So maybe you are a wrestling watcher and you're like, bitch, it's been authentic to me this entire time. More power to you. 
but there's a lot of things angie i went with angie is a wrestling she was a wrestling fan when she was younger and she knows a lot about like the wwe and the history of it and the people involved and a lot of it she was like yeah i know you know this person that they talked about this person and it felt like a very real story about the journey that is the wwe um a part of it because they only mentioned the wwe specifically momentarily zach efron if he doesn't get a nomination for this film i will be picketing I will riot. I will make a protest. I will go down the streets upset and angry because he is truly a revelation in this. Completely disappeared in the character. I support him. I love him. Suddenly I'm a fan. I used to think of of Zac Efron as very inauthentic and very like, I'm going to say a pretty face that just did the pretty face things. And I stand by that in his previous work. This shattered me. The story shattered me. And it's heartbreaking that it's a true story. And it's heartbreaking that this family has gone through so much. So much. And it's it's horrendous. And Lily James also, I feel like we need to give Lily James a couple more flowers. I feel like a lot of people don't take her seriously. And Jeremy Allen White. You know he's daddy forever and always. So that's my short king right there. And never has he has he been more of a shorter king than in this movie because everyone else is tall as fuck. So um uh, or their average height. So okay. Anyway, the Iron Claw and Eileen, go watch those movies. I I watched uh I watched wrestling every week, two times a week. Interesting. I was obsessed. The day after um wrestlemania i believe one of the big ones uh-huh. um we went to a live taping of wwe raw it used to be called wwf mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and we were right above vince mcmahon's uh box he was in the box one of those suites this time and the rock came out and vince and the rock were feuding and i was a massive rock fan and my brother bought uh me a film finger me and my sister and my cousins and um and he was pointing right at us doing his signature hand thing where it's like, come here. And we were like, oh my God. We were doing it with our big rock finger or foam hands. Um, it was the greatest day of my life. I yeah. love that. Okay. So as a wrestling wrestling fan, uh-huh. do you still think you're, do you still consider yourself a wrestling fan? Or have you uh, I don't, I don't watch it, but um, you know, it's different. The characters aren't the same and whatnot but um okay i will even always now, be a fan growing, of that period of time right right so even now growing up with some space away from it do you feel authenticity in the sport no it's all enter- like it's all fake it's entertainment right but you know the interesting story yes but also the i guess the storylines story- are it i believe that they are athletes but the storylines yeah. of the show are are fictional Right, right. Because I don't really know how WWE works. The way that they were, there's competitions, right? Well, in this, in the earlier versions of it, there was like the, you know, heavyweight championship and like all this stuff, like competitions of wrestling. And though it was all acted out, like the competition part and the sport part of it was re- like your goal was to win the belt because it me- it did truly mean something. It didn't mean that the story was 
uh, storylines were real, but getting that belt meant something to them. And I totally know that that exists. I think that that should be separated from WWE mm-hmm. and what they do. Like wrestling mm-hmm. is a real sport and there's people who are not on WWE that like, who you know, yes. But I, yeah, yeah. I personally think anything that happened on WWE was rehearsed and choreographed in storylines yeah storylines yes but there is a real world of wrestling and wrestling is a real sport um right i i mean i never wrestled and i don't actually watch like you know competitive wrestling but i did watch wwe every i watched it on monday night raw and thursday night smackdown and we paid for pay-per-views i love that oh my god see we learned something new about Adrian every single day that we record this podcast. And for that, I'm grateful. <laughs> there you go. I went to go get my blood drawn this morning and, for my physical because okay. I can't do it at my doctor's office. And they made me pee in a cup. And uh-huh. I had to drink so much water at yeah. Quest because I had just peed before I got there. I didn't I do that all that the I time. Had to pee. Yeah. And now I have to pee so bad. Because Jesus. that one has now caught up to me. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of You, Me, and Cheese Man. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at You, Me, and Cheese Man. Make sure that you follow our Spanish account on TikTok, You, Me, and Cheese Man.mx. Make sure you visit uh, You, Me, and Cheese Man.com for all of our wonderful information and to read Julie's wonderful reviews. Make sure that you leave us a review. That would be ever so helpful ever so helpful thank you Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. make sure you share this podcast with somebody that you love and send us fan mail you can write it you can voice memo it whatever you would like um and we'll be back next week with more cheese man but until then make sure you have lots of love lots of peace and most importantly lots of cheese man in your life bye bye